Strokes of Country. Welcome to your side serving of Strokes of Country in association with BBR Music and produced by Wine Out, where we bring you the best of country, Americana, and more. I'm Ross, one of your hosts, along with Holly and Kira, and you can join us for the full version of this episode over at wineout.co.uk. Today's guest is Brooke Eden. I caught up with Brooke to talk about her new EP, Choosing You, life in Nashville, and the drink she's going to make me when I head out to visit her in Florida. You can listen to the extended edition of this interview on wineout.co.uk, where we'll hear music from Brooke and find out which country song she thinks should have been a hit in the banger that should have been. We'll also have music from Orville Peck, Charlie Crockett, of course, and Lainey Wilson. We've got our lyrics quiz, Two Chords and a Lie, where I test Ross and Kira on their country music knowledge, and this month it's songs about the weather. And we'll have our deep dive. Um, this month we're talking about country music supergroups. So make sure you listen on ynow.co.uk and follow Strokes of Country on Instagram for all the updates. For now, here's Brooke. Brooke Eden, welcome to Strokes of Country. How are you doing? So good. How are you doing? I'm very well. You look very vibrant. Vibrant. I love to live in rainbow my whole life. (laughs) Well... I did curate my background, especially for you. So, you know, that's oh, the uh, That is rainbow. lovely. I love Thank that. You. Thank you, Thank Holly. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> where are you joining us from? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Wonderful. Is it uh, spectacular over there at the moment? What's happening? What's the word on the street? It's, it's very sunny. It's been hot, hot, hot the last maybe three weeks, like in the 100s. So it's about, I don't know, maybe 95 today and it's, it's sunny and beautiful, but it's hot. You need to get in a pool. Yes. I, if yes. I had one, I'd be in one right now. But <laughs> sunshine and summer is definitely your vibe. So I'm sure it's suiting you well. It is. I'm originally yeah. from Florida and it just runs through my veins. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're joining us at a very exciting time because you've got a new EP. It's called Choosing You. Tell us about it. Choosing You is a five-song EP, and I chose the name because two of the songs are very self-empowering, and it's about choosing yourself, and three of the songs are love songs, and it's about choosing someone that helps you become the best version of yourself and allows you to choose yourself while you're choosing them as well. So um, I just felt like that was kind of the common thread that kind of held everything together was was love. It was self-love and also loving someone else. Yes, it's called Choosing You and it's a five-track um, EP. So how do you choose which songs go onto the EP? Yeah, I mean, it's always a really difficult decision choosing your five favorite babies, your five favorite song babies. Um, But yeah, I mean, for me, they all kind of had this thread that they all went together. They all have like a similar sound. And um, I'm very influenced by 90s country. And I'm also very influenced by 70s, 60s and 70s soul. So, you know, how to merge those those sounds together. And I felt like we had really done that on these five songs. So um, it, the, the kind of themes behind the songs all go together, but also the sound behind the songs go together as well. And they all kind of said something different, like a different part of, um, of my perspective of life. 
And I read that, you know, when you were writing this record, you kind of asked yourself, you know, what makes you, what makes you happy? Um, and what, what does make you happy? And feel free to let us know if you have a guilty pleasure you'd like to shout out in terms of what makes you happy. <laughs> and that's funny. I think that really, you know, that question came from um, not making, not spending so much time making other people happy. So kind of um, 26 years old was the first time that someone asked me what would make you happy. And I thought it was such a ridiculous question because it didn't really matter what made me happy. It mattered what everyone else thought and how I could make everybody else happy and how I could make everybody else comfortable. And um, it was kind of like this revelation of, wow, you're living your life for other people. You're not living your life for yourself. And um, so, yeah, I, I started realizing what makes me happy is getting to be me to getting to be the fully real authentic version of myself, which I wasn't for such a long time. And so, um, but there are a lot of things that make me happy. Puppies, snow cones, music, my fiance. Um, I really like hiking, anything in the water. Um, do I have a guilty pleasure? I would say like, like, I don't know, reality TV sometimes really gets me. Like, I really love, like, Love is Blind and uh, 90 Day Fiance. Good stuff. I was saying the other week that there should be a Real Housewives of Nashville. I'd watch that. <laughs> I think that they've tried to make it so many times. Um, oh. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because Nashville, I, I feel like Nashville Housewives don't want to be seen as kind of, like, cat like you know housewives a lot of them they're like throwing drinks on each other like that's not how we operate here in Nashville like everyone's very southern hospitality you know everyone really lifts each other up and um we actually tried to make a um not a not a housewives of Nashville but like a a women of Nashville um show and people really wanted us to be catty with each other and we just were not we all loved each other and supported each other and um wanted to lift each other up and that's just not what they wanted to see which is so interesting because I don't want to be around a group of girls that are throwing drinks on each other um so it's it's so interesting but um yeah if we could do like a real Nashville housewives where you know there's there we actually get to see how how people in Nashville really interact with each other as women I think that that would be cool this is what we need we need like the unlicensed YouTube version of the real housewives of Nashville the true housewives of Nashville the true That's what I would yes. watch. the yeah, true it, I like that it, it seems like it is a very supportive um close-knit community in Nashville oh. um, and that sounds like that's been your experience it absolutely is yeah I mean you don't get far in this town if you're unkind, if, if you're not kind or you might fool people for a little bit, but you're going to get kicked out, you know, like be, you have to be nice. You have to be supportive. You have to, you know, be a good human. Otherwise, I just feel like this might not be your, your city. This might not be your town, you know, um, which is it's, it's a very fostering society and community for music, for creating music. It's like you want to feel safe and you want to feel 
like you can be yourself when you're creating music. And I really do think that that's why Nashville, so much great music comes out of Nashville is because it really is that kind of community. It really is that community where you can, you know, um, you can just be fully yourself and you're going to be loved and supported. It's a great place to live. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but sometimes if you speak to a non-country music person and you say, oh, I really love country music, you, you get, mm. you know, a mixed reaction. Um, so I'm wondering, what is it that you think makes country music special and, you know, is why people shouldn't overlook it as a genre? Yeah, well, I totally, I mean, I understand that people don't understand country if they didn't grow up on it. It's like, you know, I think that what's so great about country is that it's real life. It's three chords in the truth. It is people's, you know, stories about growing up and, um, and how, and how we live as a society. And so, I mean, I would say that there's definitely a type of country music for everybody. I think that, you know, there's such a wide range of what, is country music because country music is all about storytelling and there's a lot of different ways that you can tell that story. So, I mean, you have everyone from Chris Stapleton to Sam Hunt, you know, that's like wide ends of the spectrum. And I love both of those artists so much. So I definitely think that there's a type of country music for, for anybody who likes music in general. You know, you've, you mentioned earlier that you've had a really big couple of years, you know, opening up about who you are and publicly embracing your identity. Um, and, you know, like you say, there is a type of country music for everyone. So what's that experience been like for you? Yeah, I mean, I've I've had so many people reach out just thanking me for the representation for the LGBTQ plus community and the visibility here. I feel like, you know, people are scared of what they don't know. And for so long, there really wasn't a whole lot of representation as far as country music artists in the LGBTQ community. And so I think that, you know, just uh, for people that have never seen a queer person and then all of a sudden they're singing on their TV or they're singing on their radio, um, they start to realize, oh, that person's a lot like me. And I've gotten so many messages from people that have said, you know, thank you for the representation. I now feel like I have an invitation back into country music. I now feel safe. I now feel seen. I now feel heard. And for me, that's everything. You know, for so long, I was waiting for someone else to come out so that I could come out so it would be easier. And then at some point, I thought, maybe I need to come out so it's easier for someone else to come out. And that doesn't just, that isn't just for LGBTQ members. That's literally for anybody who, you know, may be seen as different or maybe in a marginalized community, like there's space for everyone here. And if you're making great music and you're making music that people want to hear and people can relate to, there's a space for you. And there's a space for you as a fan in country music as well. And so, you know, I, I've heard so many people come to me and say, you know, I, I grew up on country music, but I stopped listening to it, you know, once I realized that there wasn't a space for me there. And now I finally feel like there is a space again. And so that is just, I see so much hope in country music right now. And, um, just a broadening of, of, 
you know, what country music means and the storytelling um, that it's becoming more truthful and more raw and, and just more real. And I mean, that's so amazing. And I have to say that as a country music fan myself, even in the, the last 10 years, I've definitely noticed like a more diverse crowd at country music shows. So that, that really is amazing to see. Um, and uh, you performed at the Opry recently. Um, how was that? Yeah, I think it was my 19th or 20th time performing mm-hmm. at the Opry. Um, it's just the most sacred grounds. You know, every time I walk through the halls, like backstage, I get chills. And um, just to think about all of my, you know, of my mentors, of the people that I've looked up to my whole entire life, thinking they have walked to these halls, they have gotten ready in these dressing rooms, they have sang on this stage. It's just such an honor to be there, and it, it, you really can feel like just the energy of such the history of country music, and um, it, it's it's always just such an honor to get to perform at the Opry, and um, there's such a it's such a family like atmosphere over there. The band and just the people who run the Opry are just amazing and so welcoming, and um, it just always makes makes that experience so fun and so special. You mentioned kind of being backstage at the Opry and I mean what are the cool exciting things you get to do backstage at the Opry which I would not get to do because I'd be like oh is there a chair that you know like Patsy Cline sat on can I sit on it? I, you, you tell me what's what's the uh, the secret goss from backstage at the Opry? Yeah I mean I think it's just like the overall feeling in general like even just like the floors that you're walking on you're like oh Patsy Cline walked on this floor like Dolly Parton walked on this floor like there's a whole Porter Wagner room which is so cool it's like diamonds and rhinestones and fringe and colors and it's just amazing um and then they also have a popcorn machine (laughs) with just like the best popcorn I know that sounds like minute but it's the perfect like before before stage snack because it's salty and it's good for your throat and all the things but um no it's just the camaraderie of being backstage you know like you're you're back backstage with a bunch of other artists that are getting ready to go onto the Opry stage as well. And then, you know, you're walking these halls and so many memories like pictures are on the walls and, um, it's just, it's, I don't even know how to, how to say it. It's almost like walking through a, a, a ghost house or something like a haunted house, but in like the good energy of that, like just feeling, Oh my gosh, there's so much that's happened here before me that's created this music that I just love so much and have dedicated my whole life to. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you say that um, popcorn makes a good pre-performance snack because yeah. it's not what would spring to my mind because I'd be like, oh, this is going to dry out my throat. But do you have any <laughs> pre-performance rituals that you always do? Um, I usually drink throat coat before I sing. It's kind of like, you know how... Um, ballet like ballerinas wear um leg warmers Mm. it's kind of like my tea is kind of like my leg warmers um you still need to like you know do your your voice rehearsals and warm-ups um but the tea really helps to kind of like make that happen before so yeah no superstitions like wearing the right necklace or throwing (laughs) salt over your shoulder (laughs) 
No, no, no. No salt over the shoulder. Um, you, usually I'll like see my band before and we'll have like a little, um, a little prayer and like a little moment of let's go out and give our best and love it while we're doing it. And do you remember the first venue you ever played? Um, I think I was in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a Western wear store that was opening in my hometown and I think they asked me to perform and then they realized like, oh, we don't have a stage. And so I just like stood in the back of somebody's pickup truck. <laughs> Where, yeah. Wherever you could sing, you would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe also my dad um, was a drummer in a local country band growing up. He still is. Um, but I used to sing at this place called Rhinestones and it was a country bar and my dad would play. And so I would play like on their breaks or like jump up and sing a song with them. And I was five. So that was actually probably the first. So, so that you, you don't even think about nerves anymore. It's, it's, it's like muscle memory performing. Yeah. I mean, when you're five, you have no fear at all. Also, that's probably illegal, but I'm from Florida, so we always just look past rules and laws anyways in Florida. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it, being on stage was never fearful for me. It was always kind of like natural, just kind of like almost breathing, just something that I all have always done. And then, you know, when you start when you're five, you just don't have fear of anything. You just get up and have fun. So uh, I do thank my parents for getting me on stage at such a young age because it's definitely helped with anxiety and nerves on stage. Well, I thank you for the tip about Florida. I'll be uh, booking my, my flight ASAP. I'll, I'll come to the lawless oh, land yeah. and have a good time. It's the wild west down there. <laughs> do you have like an ultimate country music bucket list item or a dream collaboration? Mm, I mean, I have so many. Um, ultimate. I mean, for me, it's just about continuing to create amazing music and, and tour with other artists. Um, I would really love to go on a tour with Old Dominion. Um, I just love their music and I love them as humans and I just think it'd be so fun or Little Big Town. Um, also love them as humans and love their music. Um, and Chris Stapleton. I think that those would be like my three big ones. Yeah. And well, you, you're shouting out some other artists there, which segues us seamlessly into a feature that we call the banger that should have been. And this is where we yeah. um, give a shout out to a country song that um, our guest thinks should have been a hit. So um, I'm wondering if you, you've got a pick for us. God, I don't know. I feel like there's usually the songs that I love end up doing pretty well i'm trying to think if there's like any b-sides of of um records that i felt like should have been a single that never were singles um there's lo lots of singles now people yeah off albums there's a lot of songs that i don't think should be number ones that are number ones oh all right <laughs> we're, we're, we're switching uh, we're switching it around okay this yeah. is this is the well, new feature <laughs> this is a new feature <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think like somebody's daughter by Tennille Towns. Yeah. I don't know how far that went, but I know that it didn't go to number one. And I just thought it was such a, like a needed song. It's just such a good song. And I've never heard anyone sing about that before. Um, mm, that's a great, I felt like that deserved, yeah, deserved to go further than it did. 
I guess, yeah, like you say, that's a needed song. And sometimes maybe people are scared or um, hesitant to put stamp a message on their songs in country music. But, you know, you certainly do not seem afraid to do that. <laughs> no, I think that that's what we're here for. You know, I don't just want to be any other country singer singing a song that any other country singer could sing. I want to sing, yeah. you know, songs about topics that really are important to me and really matter to me. So uh, yeah, that's just about my biggest nightmare. It's just like putting out songs that don't say anything that anybody else could sing. Yeah. And I just, just one last, last question before you go. Do you have any party tricks? Party tricks? I'm a, I'm a mean bartender. Like oh. I can make some great cocktails. Um, I was a bartender in college before I moved to Nashville and I feel like I honed in on some skills, girl, you know? So I'm going to go with, um, I'm, I'm a good drink maker. Okay. Do you have a signature? Is there a signature cocktail? Do I have a signature cocktail? Um, I make a Paloma with gin. Oh. So yeah, grapefruit juice, lime juice, gin, and I usually do like LaCroix soda on the top, um, soda water. But yeah, I'm a gin girl. So I also just found Empress 1908 gin, which is the purple gin. And they make mm. really pretty cocktails too. Well, I'm going to be straight on the plane to uh, break the law and drink a Paloma and not think twice about it. So Yes, exactly. <laughs> wait. I got you. I'll come make you a drink. <laughs> Perfect. Well, are you coming to the UK at any point soon? I sure hope so. Um, I haven't been since 2016 and I think that it is due time. So I am um, very excited to hopefully be there soon. We're working on it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank UK. you so much. Yeah, as, I mean, I'm biased, but me too. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, and I hope to see you soon. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you. That was Brooke Eden talking to Holly. To hear the full version of this episode with music from her and all the best and brightest in country music, head over to whynow.co.uk. We've got some really exciting upcoming guests for our next episode, so make sure to follow us on Instagram at Strokes of Country for all the updates. You can also follow Why Now on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Why Now World. You've been listening to this Why Now production of Strokes of Country. Thanks again to BBR Music and we'll see you next time. Strokes of Country.